Podcast. This is your boy, the Mike A16 on Twitter. Hit me up. I am still not with my main man. I am you in KC because of social distancing. But we have a great show for you today, fellas and ladies. Number is 816-654-6883. Before we get started, I'd like to say congratulations to each and every person that's drafted, that was drafted in this past NFL draft. And also congratulations to all the undrafted free agents that signed with teams. Good luck to each and every one of you. Hope you guys all make the teams have a long, great career. Injury-free career. I know injuries going to be part of but nothing major. And also, we're still praying for each and every one of y'all that's out there that been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, prayers up for each and every one of us. And if you go back out, please be safe. Yeah, we have a great show for you guys today. And I'm you before you, well, after you answer, well, not answer, but after you reintroduce yourself, play the voicemails and read the people's text because this show is always about the people. Again, thank you all for tuning in and listening to us. Shoot, the mic already introduced me, so we might as well go on into the voicemail. The mic and you, this is the R here. It's draft time. The draft is coming up on Thursday. I know the Steelers, we don't got a hand in the pile in the first round. Then on the second round, I'm hoping we take a running back, either the running back from LSU or the running back from Florida State. I don't want the running back from Ohio State. He's trash. Or I believe we should get that wide receiver Hurst out of TCU or the wide receiver Mims from Baylor. One of them would do me just fine, and we also need a... We also need depth and safety because our safety is a little bad. After Mick Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds, we don't have much depth. We have Marcus Allen, who's in the third year of his contract, but he, he hasn't done much. And also, we have Dangerfield, so he's, he's a journeyman, so we need to add some depth there. Also, I'm hoping and praying that people will stop trying to link Pittsburgh with Cam Newton or Jameis Winston. We're fine at backup quarterback right now. This is Mason Rudolph's third season. He should be fine. Well, we got that quarterback coach who has come in to help coach him. He should be fine. Now, him taking over at the air parents of Ben Roethlisberger, uh, nah, I don't know about that. But if the Steelers do decide to go quarterback in the, in the draft, we can go Jalen Hurst or even um, Brom out of Georgia. No, it depends upon which way we're going. But I'm just hoping we feel the needs that we're needing to feel in this draft because we did it through free agency. We're getting Eric Ebron, who's going to light defenses up. We don't play the Chiefs this year, but if we did, we'd light y'all asses up. We don't play New England. If we did, we'll light y'all asses up, too. So let's be honest. New England's not going to the playoffs this year. Your franchise is down there in Tampa Bay. He's throwing your former head coach. Mrs. Billy Belichick under the bus. As how much of an evil carcass coach he really was. So this is an R. I'm out of here. And then I tell Cluck Blood Duck, the Broncos, Bon Miller, he had no business partying. That's why he's being quarantined now. He's doing stuff he had no business doing. He is probably eating some bad, you know what. I won't say it on air, but we know what I'm talking about. That's probably what happened to him. This is the R. I'm out. Peace. And tell Jabba the Hutt, where you been at, ma'am? I'm out. The mic and you. Now, this, this is the R. Now, when I listened to the show yesterday, I didn't comment on it. But today, I decided, after thinking about it, I wanted to give you some of my thoughts on the show. You know? I truly believe they should try their best to do an NFL season. If they got workarounds, workarounds. If you want to play games without fans in stadiums, you should you should try that. It's all about everybody's safety because as, as you can see, uh, let's be honest, a lot of these jobs around the country don't care about people's safety because they want you at work. No matter what the situation is, they want you at work. And as far as um, 
this OBJ to Minnesota uh, mayhem. I did hear about that, but I just paid it no thought. So I'm thinking, uh, what do they want with OBJ? He's a, he's a problem child. There's too many receivers in the draft to be trying to get him. I would totally pass on him. If he wants to go somewhere else, I wouldn't take him, wouldn't bring him to Minnesota. Because there was a reason they got rid of Stephon Diggs when he's a talented wide receiver. There was a reason behind that. So I would not go get OBJ. I, I focus on the NFL draft. You got two picks. You got Buffalo's pick. And you got your own pick. I get a wide receiver there. You got two first rounders. Take it. And this Dak Prescott mayhem. Him not wanting to play. You feel like he can't feed his family on $34 million a year. Okay. I wouldn't pay him. Let him sit out. He's not that good anyway. It's not like he's a top a top ranked quarterback. He's a third tier type quarterback. Granted, he took stinking Dallas to the playoffs. What? Once or twice, whatever. They ain't won that in the last 25 years as far as Super Bowl-wise. So they haven't done nothing. If you want to sit out, let him sit out. That's on him. And also, I just believe with all the sports, I mean, we need something to hold on to. There's no sports. There's nothing. All, all these sports channels are doing is replaying the same old stuff we've seen. They've run out of stuff to do. It's just obviously terrible. Thank God the NFL draft is coming up here in um, five days. We've got, you know, I think Thursday. We've got five days. So let's get ready for this draft. Still, if we don't have a first-round pick, we'll pick, pick 49. I'm hoping we get a running back or a wide receiver. Those are my choices of a pick. So it was a great show, guys. Glad, glad you guys are practicing social distance. It's a um, lot shorter show than normal, but, you know, it's good. You guys are always doing a great job. This is the R, and I'm out. Peace, fellas. The Mike and you. This is the R here. Day one of the draft is over. Still, we didn't have a first-round pick, so that's fine. We do take action tonight in rounds two, and we got a compensatory pick in round three. I'm hoping we go running back and wide receiver, or we can go safety and O-line. Whatever way we're going, it's going to be a good pick. I see it now. Everybody's upset over the Kansas City pick. I thought that was a good pick. You know, the running back, you know, he's, he's pretty good at um, LSU, so I thought that was a good pick for them. I sort of questioned Dallas' pick. I felt Dallas needs defensive help, and they needed help on that trashy old line, but they went wide receiver. So we'll see how that goes. And another questionable pick was Oakland's second first-round pick. They took a player that was, at best, a third-round pick. They chose to take him in the first round. But that's Oakland doing Oakland Raiders slash Los Angeles Raiders things. It's going to be what it's going to be. And I also thought the Jets made a questionable pick. Granted, they needed help on the O line as well, but they chose to go wide. They chose to. They needed. They needed help with the wide receiver. I'm sorry, they went O line. So we'll see how the Jets do. Other than that, everybody else made some good picks. You know, there was a lot of wide receivers go. I'm expecting day two to be pretty good. A lot of other um, players that I thought was going to go in the first round have slipped to the second round, so we'll see. And I'm predicting with New England having 13 picks, they're going to probably take a quarterback from Washington or they'll probably take a quarterback from Georgia, one of them two, because New England is so cheap and they don't want to spend any money. That's why they trade out of the first round of the year. This is the R. I'm out. And Jabba, you can take shots all you want, son. It doesn't matter. And Cluck Love Duck. I didn't see the Broncos didn't do anything either. But if y'all did, we're going to see what you're going to do that night. So let's make it happen. Killers Nation, we're about to make things happen. I'm out. Peace, fellas. Yo, Mike and you. Hey. This is uh, at Stafford Geeve on Twitter. Hey, my Cowboys done stole the draft. We got Lamb. We got Ane. We got a center in Bayadaz. I can't even pronounce it. And then we got Diggs. Are you kidding me? We got corners. Byron Jones is old history. I'm telling you right now. Them boys are going to be lit this year. Greatest. This is going to be the greatest offense since the early 2000 Rams with Kurt Warner. 
I'm telling you, we're going to be lit. Anyways, I still kind of root for the Chiefs because you got to love my dude Mahomes, man. He's a character. But I'm a Cowboys fan, true to heart. And I'm going to tell you what, that lamb is going to be incredible. And so is Amari Cooper. And then Zeke, he's just going to he's just gonna keep eating. He's just going to keep eating. And Dak, he better get his, he better get his stuff straight because he's getting 30-something million dollars on a franchise tag. He's good, but he ain't won nothing yet. Know what I mean? Anyways, I appreciate what you guys do, man. Anyways, love you guys, and go Cowboys. And the Eagles had the worst draft of all. And I'm glad. Peace out. Yo, this is Mo at Audience for One, and I'm just going to call about the draft and the Eagles. Uh, it was a pretty pretty decent draft. It wasn't the best draft ever. Drafting Jalen Hurst in the second round made no sense at all. But we cleaned it up, got some speed, got some receivers, got a good offensive lineman, and we're definitely, definitely not worried about them cowgirls down there in Dallas. Not worried about them in the slightest. They got worse, lost a lot of key players on defense, Got better on the receiving court, but can't block anybody. And Dak Prescott is still their quarterback. So we're not worried about them. Sorry. Haven't won a championship in over two decades. Cowboys. Have a good one. Great phone calls from our celebrity people, which is you, the people. <laughs> But anyway, you, as you know, that the Mike hates the draft, right? Because it got so commercialized, like, it's going to take 20,000 hours to pick 32 players. I understand ABC slash ESPN, because they all about the same people, Disney. And NFL Network, they all want money for commercials, you know. They play the same six highlight reels or whatever. The Mike hates it. But anyway, let, let's get down to business. What was your grades about the NFC East teams, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Redskins? I see. You're going to get right into the, one of the more controversial ones in the, the NFC East. Um, the, let's go with the one you named first, the Eagles. They picked up uh, Jalen Rieger in the first round. They picked up Jalen Hurts, two Jalens, in the second round which he's a quarterback. They picked up a linebacker. They picked up a safety. Who The safety I really, really like. I don't know why I focused on safeties this year. I saw I saw a lot of safeties in the draft, and I, I, my eye was on a lot of the safeties. Don't, tell, don't ask me why. They picked up a guard from Auburn, Driscoll. I've heard or I've seen him play. Um... Boise State wide receiver John Hightower. Um, I, I think they had a solid, solid draft. I think they need a lot. The Philadelphia Eagles needed a lot uh, to compete. I wasn't expecting a quarterback picked in the second round. I really wasn't. Um, maybe the third or fourth, just because they want to develop a guy after Wentz, because I don't really – I don't think any of us see Wentz lasting uh, past his contract. And even if he does, who knows how he'll be. And, and you know Wentz is, that's what, Wentz is my boy, and I'm admitting that. So you got to be thinking about the future right now. But also I was listening to Rez Pellin and Charles Robinson on the Yahoo uh, NFL podcast, and they were talking about how Roseman – Howie Roseman, the GM, wants to do some him he and Doug Peterson might want to do something new with their quarterback sets. Which is interesting to me. I, I they they think they got the right team to do it. So they got fast, they got a couple fast guys, they got a couple gadget players. I think they they get a solid B, honestly. Uh, I don't I don't know about name, but they get a B. The Cowboys did better than I thought they would do, honestly. I I thought they would find a way to screw this up and overthink it. I thought they'd take a uh, 
quarterback with the first pick. Honestly, I did. But they did not. I definitely think they should pick up a quarterback, which they ended up doing. Um, but they they did pick up Ben DiNucci out of James Madison. But he was way late in the draft. So he's definitely a project. Definitely a project. Because I guess they can uh, franchise tag Dak for another year if they need to. But they got better with C.D. Lamb. I really I wish they would have found a way to figure out that contract with Amari Cooper differently because they paid this dude $100 million, which is fine. But CeeDee Lamb, I believe, is going to be more dynamic than Amari Cooper is going to be. So you might, I feel you might as well have gotten two wide receivers out of this draft or found another wide receiver somewhere in free agency and save that money. But that's just me. Um, they also picked out, picked up a cornerback, Trayvon Diggs, out of Alabama, which is uh, Stephon Diggs, I think that's his first name, from the Vikings, or not the former Vikings, his new team, the Bills, that's his brother, and uh, he, this kid was mocked to the Chiefs uh, for the cornerback position, but he's pretty dynamic as well, so they sh- they they shored up a lot of empty spots where people left um, and went for greener pastures. Not to mention their free agent pickups. I think they could have a decent team. I'm not gonna say they're gonna have a great team because who knows what Mike McCarthy is gonna do. But uh, we'll see. Um, definitely, if I was gonna give them a draft grade, I'd definitely give them a B. The New York football giants. Uh, you know, I expected Dave Gettleman to screw this one up. I really did, um, given the whole COVID-19 pandemic and how they had to put in their picks this year. I definitely expected him to screw it up in some way, shape, form, or fashion. But he actually picked up Xavier McKinney, who I liked as a safety. Um, Terrell's got his all-juice team. i got to find a name for my team. But... Xavier McKinney was on that squad that I had on my ideal guys. Um, But the first one was Andrew Thomas. So they're picking up an offensive tackle. So they're definitely helping um, their quarterback out and definitely trying to get him somebody who can grow with him. Xavier McKinney, they picked up another OT out of Connecticut. And they picked up they picked up a. They had a lot of picks this year. I would give them a C. I feel like, I feel like they drafted too many of the same. They got a bunch of different type of players, but they drafted a bunch of the same positions. And some of these guys don't translate to other positions. Um, like they got. The linebacker out of Penn State. They looked at the linebacker out of Minnesota. They got a linebacker out of South Carolina. They got um, a linebacker out of Georgia. How many dang linebackers you need? Uh, especially at that from the draft. That's you. You kind of want more experienced linebackers. You know what? If I was building a team, it's definitely going to be less volume when it when I'm talking about draft. I want experienced guys that can help these young guys along. That's how I would build a team. And seeing that they got all these linebackers, and of course all these guys probably might not make the team, especially their lower grades, I mean the lower rounds. But seeing that, it just – they still got good guys. I just don't think they needed all these guys as line. Like they drafted four linebackers. That's a lot of linebackers. But anyway, that's – just what I think they get a B. Like I said, I thought Gettleman was going to screw it up, but he did a pretty decent job. For Washington, I think they did a really good job. Uh, they picked up – there was a lot of speculation at the first part of the draft talking about whether they would trade out at number two. And then as the draft moved along, 
of course, they saw that the one and two picks were pretty much set in stone. And then the Lions were looking to move theirs. But um, for Washington, I believe that they did a good job. Now, I actually thought they should go get Tua. But I think they see something in Haskins, basically, that I saw last year. I just only reason I said they should get should have got Tua is because I see more in Tua this year than I saw in Haskins last year before before they started playing. But when you look at it, Haskins is young. He didn't need that distraction at all because at some point it's beyond competition. It starts to be a distraction. And you don't want him to go the route of, um, oh man, the number 12 pick to the Arizona Cardinals three years ago. See, that's why I like having a mic here. He helps me remember these things. But they got, but basically Miami has him now. And Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, I think, could have been decent in this league. He might not have been amazing, but he could have been decent in this league. But now he's been bounced around from team to team. And you don't want the same thing for Haskins, especially since he was a top-round pick. Uh, so they, the Washington, Washington decides to go with uh, Chase Young uh, with the number two. They picked up a running back. They picked up a wide receiver. They picked up a center. Um, and then after that, they went on defense. So I think, I think they won't have a dynamic offense, but – Ron Rivera is a defensive guy. I mean, he's he's a defensive guy, and that was basically their strong suit last year. They didn't really have many strong suits. Washington didn't. But, uh, you know, he's showing up a little bit here, a little bit there, and then he's got time to build this bad boy. So no, no rush on that. And what is your thoughts about the NFC North teams, the Packers, the Vikings, the Bears, the Lions? Let us know how you feel about those drafts. I was surprised that the Packers took the quarterback in the first round. So, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers going to pull a Brent Favre. I don't know. Let us know what you think about the NFC East team's drafts and the NFC North team drafts. Again, I'm going to just do them like you named them, the Packers. Of course I'm surprised that they – picked up a, a, a quarterback. Uh, that was one of the bigger surprises of the draft, if I'm not tripping. That's the first one that comes to my mind anyway. Um, so Green Bay chooses with their first pick, mind you. You know, this is not a second round, a third round. This is not a second round like Jalen Hurts was with the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a first round pick. So their first pick is Utah State quarterback Jordan Love. And in this league, we're talking about guys who have big egos and they are very emotional. Nothing wrong with that, obviously. But these guys are very emotional and they do not. Like, like if the Steelers probably couldn't do this with Roethlisberger because he would be upset about it. Um... Shoot. But then again, we, we saw this happen with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Brett Favre was not happy, and he wasn't coaching, apparently, um, Aaron Rodgers. But we also see where they picked up the guy long before they realized that the guy was going to be leaving. And then they ended up having to oust um Brett Favre, actually two years, two or three years before he retired. So, you know, they got, they put Aaron Rodgers in. He was ready to start right on up. They're doing the same thing here. But I think it's, I feel it might be a little bit early for that. That was my first thought about that. I give the Packers a C overall, man. I just, I just don't think you – I mean, look, I know they overachieved last year. I get it, and I think they realized that they overachieved by going to the NFC Championship on the team that they had. But I don't think you upset the apple cart in order to – in an effort to move forward two or three years from now 
Maybe they'll think Aaron Rodgers will get. I don't think. I don't think he had. I think he has a memory. So, um, it's just. I wouldn't have done it. You could wait another two years, but then again, they don't want to get this uh, get caught with their pants down. So, it's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. The Minnesota Vikings. They had. They had some things that they they got rid of good players, and they were also trying. They had some cap issues, um, so they had to move some things around. I think they got rid of one of their cornerbacks, whose name escapes me. This is like I said, this is why we have Mike the Mike in the room, Xavier Rhodes. That's his name. They they picked up Xavier. I mean, they got rid of Xavier Rhodes, and um, they had cap. They were in cap. They weren't in cap hell, but they were strapped in the cap. But by the way, if you got a cap, if you got a podcast about the cap, that is a pretty dang good name for it. I want my royalties strapped for the cap. Um, but anyway, they picked up a wide receiver out of LSU, Jalen. I mean, Justin Jefferson. He he's not on that CD Lamb level, but he might, I don't think he's like too far beneath him, but he is, I would consider that second tier. So uh, there is going to be some explosiveness there. Also some cap relief. Uh, they also picked up Jeff Gladney, the cornerback out of TCU. Knew about him because um, I typically watch Big 12 games if I can. Um, they picked out another cornerback out of Mississippi State. Uh, and they got a bunch of guys out of the SEC in the Big 12. Do I like their draft? I do. I definitely, definitely like the draft, but I don't know if, I don't, for this third year of, of, uh, Cousins, for the third year of Cousins, I don't know if they can compete, but then again, they did pick up quarterback uh, Nate Stan Stanley out of Iowa. Again, I just don't know what they expect to happen this year. Um, I know they're going to get into the playoffs. They should anyway because they expanded the playoff field, and they did make the playoffs with a smaller field last year, but um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I actually give them a, a, another B. I got the Vikings with a B. So let's move on to the Bears. The Chicago Bears. The Bears. Man, I, I don't know how to feel about them, man. I just don't know what they're doing. Like, it feels like they're building towards the future, a future without. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, but they also feel like they want to help Mitchell Trubisky, and I don't, it, it's tough to see how you can do both, because, I mean, and you can do both, obviously you can, but it's weird to see what they're doing and how they're doing it in an effort to do that. They picked up Notre Dame's tight end, Cole Kmet, which is fine, but I've talked, I've told you guys about why I'm not a huge fan of tight ends in the first round. Now, Noah Fant came along last year and was able to um, be uh, help, help me for um, Missouri's former quarterback, Denver's now now quarterback. But if we look at if we look at the most dynamic guys out of the NFL draft. They, they're really quiet. I'm thinking of the guy that the Eagles picked up, I want to say, two years ago. I'm thinking of the guy that the Detroit Lions picked up a couple years ago. Like, I, I just, I like tight ends, and I think they're, they are a quarterback's best friend. But, again, they don't normally come along in their first year, and if they do, they're pretty dang dynamic, or they're in a great system at four tight ends, and they don't really have any NFL teams that do that this anymore. So, with the Bears draft picks, I actually um, 
give them a C for me because they picked up they picked up a wide receiver with the like with the 173rd pick. You know, they got a guard with their 226th pick and their 227th pick. Um, then they got a cornerback with their 163rd pick. My thing is, is I just don't – it just feels like they're doing too much right now. They should be trying either to keep Mitchell Trubisky or prepare for the next guy. It seems like they're trying to keep Mitchell Trubisky no matter what he does, but it just also seems like they're trying to prepare for another guy. It just seems like too much at once. That's how I feel. So I, I give them a C for this draft class. Detroit Lions. I actually, I'm going to start off with the grade here. I'm going to give them an A. I was, I was very positive with what they came out with. They got um, Okuda, the cornerback, and then they also got um, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is a great running back. I think... Um, I think them, they needed, they need some explosive guys, dynamic guys. And I think DeAndre Swift is at least one of them. They also picked out another running back out of New Mexico State, Jason Huntley. I don't know much about him, but I see they're not resting on, on Matthew Stafford's arm. So I just... I see what they're doing, and I liked it. Like I said, I give them an A. I just think they did a really good job with this draft. Now, I want to see how they put it all together, because these obviously these draft grades aren't all-encompassing. It doesn't really – it, it depends on them how it translates. A lot of factors are how it translates on the field. But the Lions are in a rough division, um, so it's going to be tough for them to compete. But at least they got the draft. At least they won the draft. Well, they didn't win it. But at least they got the draft pretty decent, right? Right. Great insight. That's one thing the mic love about you, you, your insightfulness. All right. Now let me get your insights on the NFC South draft picks. The Saints, the Falcons, the Buccaneers, and the Panthers. Saints apparently signed Jameis Winston to a one-year deal. So that's interesting. Is that a good fit for the Saints? And let me know your thoughts. So the Saints signed Jameis Winston to a contract for one year. Um. It's interesting because they said, and they also pay Taysom Hill. They also pay Taysom Hill. I think they paid him about sixteen million, somewhere close to that, which was, which is you know one of those, one of those. I don't know if I want them to be starter. They might be. It's a tryout type of quarterback deal. Um, so I'm not sure what the Saints are really trying to do, but they're obviously knowing that uh, Breeze is at the end of it all. And so you see them getting talent around, more and more talent around them as they um, as they picked up uh, the tight end last year um, and then from the Raiders, the tight end from the Raiders last year. And then they just uh, – they picked up Emmanuel Sanders and they're just trying to make sure – Drew Brees has everything he can to win now because he will soon be gone. And now they also have a succession plan. I do not believe that is Jameis Winston, but you never know. Um, So they're taking a flyer on him, which is not a bad thing. I think him being in that locker room will do him well. It really will. And um, it'll help him be more discerning with his throws hopefully as long as he knows what he's as long as he goes in there ready to work so but I think I think him being a first round draft pick and then not have not having a team for a few months it should fuel him but but you never know the New Orleans Saints did not have a whole heck of a lot of draft picks they they um 
they use their picks and they use them wisely, in my opinion. I really Loomis, their I think Loomis is their GM. I think he did. I think he was one of the better ones in this draft. I think he's top five in this draft class. He picked up Cesar Ruiz. I like Cesar Ruiz. I actually was hoping that he would fall to the Chiefs. And normally I'm not a fan of offensive linemen in the first round. But shoot, I would have taken I would have been okay with Cesar Ruiz. But they picked him at number twenty four overall. Um they picked up Zach Bond out of Wisconsin. Really good uh really good linebacker. Um, uh, but you also realize that they picked up a tight end and they also picked up a quarterback. So they're bringing in guys that can help them after, um, they can help them this year, some of them, and then they can bring, they can help them after post Drew Brees. So, uh, I, I, like I said, I do think this is one of the top, tier draft classes that I've seen this season. It's small. It's condensed. It doesn't have a whole heck of a lot because they don't need a whole heck of a lot. But it's it's hitting where they need it. Uh, they, I think they don't have... Uh, I, I, do they have Eli Apple? I think they do still have Eli Apple. But anyway, I still... I still believe this is a great condensed um, draft draft class for a team that doesn't need a whole heck of a lot, but is ready to move over that hump. For the Falcons, they didn't really have a whole lot of draft capital. I think they had about six, five or six picks, and I was expecting them to do a little bit more wheeling and dealing to try to get more moving down dot 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 but apparently they did not they had uh they ended up with one two three four five six picks um yeah i was definitely expecting more of some moves to be made from them but you know i think like i said i think they need more than they think they need but they they hit the the highest spots where they're lacking. Uh, cornerback AJ Terrell out of Clemson. Um, they picked up a defensive tackle, which I believe they needed, obviously. And then they picked up offensive linemen. And then they also picked up Cal safety Jalen Hawkins. So I think they did a good job, but I just don't think they did enough. So I'm gonna give them a. I'm gonna give them. I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and give them a C. Shoot, um, I've been giving a lot of A's and B's. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give them a C because I was gonna give them a B minus, but screw it, give them a C. Uh, I just think they need a lot of things, and they're farther away than they think they are. But you know, it ain't what I think about them; it's what they think about themselves. So this is, uh, um the coach and the GM's final year of their contract, I think. So, you know, they got to, they got to do some things. They got to make sure they win something. These six win years, seven win years, ain't going to make it anymore. So, um, Dimitrov and Dan Quinn. All right. So we'll move on to the Bucks. Tampa. Bay Buccaneers. They recently picked up, obviously, Tom Brady. This guy that some people might know. Not everybody might know him, but some people might. Um, They picked up Tom Brady as a free agent. And, of course, they also got Robert Gronkowski out of retirement, which was surprising to me, um, especially given his little emotional press conference about how he lost the joy of life playing football, took his joy away and all that kind of junk. But, you know, it is what it is. He's back. You know, do what makes you so happy. Uh, He, um, not he, they 
did not. Well, they've got a decent team. Uh, that's my thing. They've got a decent team already. I, 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 I ain't gonna say I rave about them, but I really like Via Vita Vea last, uh, not last season, but when they drafted him about two or three years ago, and um, he has not hit his potential quite yet. But you know, they they were able to get him. But they ended up getting Tristan Wirfs, the offensive tackle. Obviously, they need him to help protect Thomas Brady. Thomas, as the mic says, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Um, then they picked up Antoine Winterfield. Like I said, I've been keep, I kept an eye on the safeties this year, and I don't know again. I don't know why he's the safety out of Minnesota, and they picked him up. So uh, I look forward to seeing what he does there. And then they picked up two different wide receivers. I mean, two different running backs. I give them. Hmm. I'm going to give him an A. Only reason I say that is because Tristan Wirfs is a really, really good dynamic offensive lineman, offensive tackle. And not only is this going to help them for the two years that Tom Brady is going to be there. Uh, but it's also going to help them after this their, with their succession plan. So that was a need. Antoine Winterfield is a really good player for Minnesota, when he played in Minnesota. Got a couple running backs. Got the D tackle out of uh, out of Nebraska. I just think that they did a good job. I mean, Jason Light. Um, Jason Light also doesn't just rest where he's at. So he's not going to stop looking just because the draft is over. He keeps working afterwards. So um, I think, yeah, you heard him great. I, I think they did a good job. Now for the Panthers. Interesting thing about the Panthers, I was, here's what I saw. I saw them pick up players for the line, the front the defensive line, and I saw them pick pick up players for the defensive backfield. I didn't see them pick up any linebackers. Um, I'm double check, but I don't think they picked up any linebackers. Um, Penn State's Gross Matos, Matos, I think it's pronounced Matos, but, and Derek Brown to, together should work out well. Uh, also, they got the, the safety out of West Virginia, Kenny Robinson. So, I mean, I, I think I, I don't – I think that they are not worried about what this year is going to bring. They, of course, they're going to try to win, no doubt about that. But they're, they're going to build this thing from the ground up. They got plenty of time to do it, obviously. Got plenty of time to do it. There's no pressure on them this year, which is how I think they should take this year, which it looks like they are. But they're building something, and they're building the defense, looks like. Um, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And I think they get an A, honestly, because they got dynamic guys. And they kept it short, and they kept it sweet. And, again, I think they drafted all defensive players. I don't think they even drafted one offensive guy. And so – We'll see how that goes, especially considering they um, just got Teddy Bridgewater. And, of course, they got two young guys, Kyle Allen and one other guy behind him. So I'm, I'm wanting to see how the, how it'll work out. I'm sure they'll scour the unrestricted uh, free agents after the draft, but... I like what they did here. I like that they were focused on defense. And who cares what everybody else thinks? I'm in my first year. If I'm uh, Matt Rule, I'm in my first year. I'm going to do what I want. There's no pressure. So I like it. I like it a lot. Let me know your thoughts about the NFC West teams, which is the 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals. Especially the 49ers, because I think they went backwards, trained Buckner and let Sanders go to the Saints, and you know, willing to they traded Marquise Goodwin. And I forgot to who 
I think the Eagles, yeah, the Eagles. And, you know, they still offering V Ford up and all that stuff and the other guys, I forgot his name. And I think Seattle had a solid draft and I think Seattle might win the NFC West. Let me know what you think. All right, the NFC West. So the 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals. On some level, um, the 49ers got worse. But if you look at their draft, um, Lynch and the head coach, Dagnabbit. Oh, I thought I got this done. But uh, Lynch and their head coach, shoot. Anyway, them two have literally filled all the holes that was left behind, and, and they got younger. Uh, I don't know if they got better yet, but we will see, you know. And see, the thing about it is if you look at Atlanta when they won their championship uh, or when they won the NFC championship, went to Super Bowl and lost, same with the Rams that did the same thing. I mean, not the – yeah, the Rams. Um when they lost, and and shoot, I guess that's 2015, but now nah, we won't do that. If you look at those teams, man, they kind of they kind of just went with the draft and said, "Hey, we'll run it back with these same guys and go again." While um, the 49ers, um, Lynch is actually moving like he's building something still. He's still getting better because obviously something did not work when you decided to, when you got to the Super Bowl and you lost. A lot of things worked right, but a lot of things did not. So they got cheaper um, help with uh, getting rid of Buckner, and then they re, they replace him with a guy like Je, Javon Kinlaw. Um, so... And then you get, then you actually lose uh, the wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders. They replace him with Brandon Ayuk. Both were first round picks that they traded up for, um, and or traded for. And um, shoot, I actually think the 49ers kind of got better. Uh, if nothing else, they got younger, and if they're building like this. They'll be back at some point. Whether it's back next year, who knows, but they'll be back at some point. And the thing about it is, uh, they'll be back at some point. But if you notice, none of the losers of the end of the Super Bowl ever get back that next year. So um, they might try to change that, but I doubt they will. So at least you're still building for the future. It took them three years to do that and get to the Super Bowl. If it takes you another three years or two because you're just retooling, it's not a bad thing, right? All right. That's what I think anyway. All right. Now the Seattle Seahawks are a team that, like I said with the 49ers, they actually do look into the future. Uh, But my thing is this. They don't look far enough into the future. I think that they need to – really figure out this offensive line because they it gets better but it's not really good ever I mean they drafted a guard um they drafted a guard in the third round but I, I mean with their third pick but I don't think it's enough I really think they should put more into that offensive line um but Russell Wilson got paid so he should be happy uh John Schneider and Pete Carroll they really do a decent job of looking towards a year ahead as far as a player's development is concerned. Um, they took Jordan Brooks in the first round. He's a linebacker out of Texas Tech. I think he has a lot of work to do. I think being around that defensive unit who started to show streaks last year of being decent, um, being re- pretty good. Um, they show streaks, but I think they're working towards something. So um, I think Jordan Brooks could be part of that. But then they also drafted a defensive end out of Tennessee, Daryl Taylor. Um, 
didn't know much about Daryl Taylor at all, but I think that they could. I, I see what they may be trying to do. Um, I don't believe that they're out here trying to rebuild the Legion of Boom, which is good for them because at the end of the day, normally when you try to rebuild a lot of those things, it just doesn't work out. Ask Jerry Jones, please. Just ask Jerry Jones. So, um, as far as the Seahawks go, I would give their draft a C. Just because I thought they should draft, I should think I think they should be more focused on offensive linemen. Not every draft, but I think they should be uh, more focused on skill positions early, skilled offensive linemen early, at least in this draft or the draft before. And um, they just sometimes they have, but I just don't see the the fact that they're trying to do that. Honestly, so it is what it is. The Rams, the Rams, interesting squad here. They didn't have a first round pick, as most of you all know. Um, they haven't had a first round pick for quite a while now because they were building towards that one Super Bowl appearance. A year ago, and it just did not work out as far as in the Super Bowl. It just did not work out for them, um, and they haven't really been able to be back. I think think last season was an eight and five season, not really what you're looking for, um, not really what you're looking for at all, and they missed the playoffs. So uh, they had a lot of second and third and seventh round picks. Well, not a lot. They had a three seven rounds. And two threes and two twos. So, but they pick up Cam Akers out of running back. I mean, out of Florida State, a running back. He, uh, you know, they got rid of Gurley. Um, they got rid of Gurley. He's in Atlanta now. Um, so they shed his uh, contract off of their books. They got Van Jefferson out of Florida. They got rid of Brandon Cooks and him to the Houston Texans. Um, and so they need to figure out that out somewhere. But the real thing I was looking at, I told you I've been looking at safeties for some odd reason this draft and Terrell Burgess out of Utah got drafted with their fourth pick in the draft. The fourth pick was like the 104, 107, something like that. Um, so, but, but Burgess is out of Utah and I think he's, really decent. I think having him there would do them well. I do have questions about the Rams in the following sense. They've been so focused on getting skill positions that are veterans and know the job. Do they have people that can groom a guy from rookie season all the way moving forward? Uh, I just, I wonder as far as wide receiver, linebackers, dot, 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 you know, so I, I always wonder that, and I, I understand why you get veteran players. Veteran players are there so you can make sure that you get um, the most out of them as soon as possible. Rookies, you have to groom all the way up until they're ready. And you never know when they'll be ready, whether it's in year two, three, four, some some in year one. And with the first round draft picks, you hope they're all ready in year one, but they're not all there yet. But um, the Rams, um, I have questions about that with the Rams. So it is what it is there. I don't, I, I think they're good. I think, I, you know, I'm a fan of their head coach whose name escapes me as it always does, but you know, We'll see how that works out, and uh, yeah, we'll see how that works out. Last but not least for the NFC, the Arizona Cardinals. They have a dynamic um, playmaker in Kyler Murray who didn't have enough last year to enough of anything really I don't think I thought the receivers would be good but the ones they picked up last year 
Um, they weren't enough, obviously. They were not enough. Uh, this year, Kyler Murray has little experience under his belt. They've got, they picked up um, uh, a dynamic wide receiver in, in um, one of the best in DeAndre Hopkins. And he, out of a trade, and they shed David Johnson's contract, which is, like who it like whoever whoever started this whole draft situation as far and you know not the draft situation whoever started that trade talk was pretty good I don't know if Bill initiated that trade or what but uh, the the Falcon I mean the Cardinals make out like bandits in that trade but here they pick up Isaiah Simmons the linebacker out of Clemson. I like Clemson players. I like Alabama players, LSU players. These guys normally come in ready to ready to put on to put on the the, the pads and play. Normally, um, you have your exceptions to the rule, obviously. But Isaiah Simmons, you look at you look at um, their defense last year, the Cardinals' defense last year, and you see that they were severely lacking. They wanted the the leadership of Suggs last year, but they ended up um, dropping him last season, and so they just needed, needed guys, and so I think, I don't know if Sims, Simpson will be, or Simpson, Simmons will be the, like, leader of that squad, we'll see, but I think he should be able to play off top. They also got uh, Lecky Fotu, um, the defensive tackle out of Iowa, but they also pick up a U, uh, the LSU player Lawrence, who's a D tackle. They went really heavy on the defense this year, but they did pick up a tackle. Um, Isaiah Simmons, man, I guess I would say his position was a major need, but I think they did need him, and. Just having the running back there and having Josh Jones tackle, I think having DeAndre Hopkins there along with Larry Fitzgerald still being there, he's like the the Mr. Reliable of the NFL who doesn't really drop passes. Having those two guys there, I think it's going to help out Kyler Murray tremendously. Uh, his offensive linemen have played with him, and now you can – touch you can spend more on the defense I think so the draft grade I would give them is a B minus I think it could have been better but it is what I it just I mean it fell this way I, I think that they could have gotten a better need than Isaiah Simmons I think I think there were plenty of safeties or cornerbacks to be taken that they could have um, drafted one of them first as opposed to linebacker but hey Isaiah Simmons was the best on the board at the time and they felt they wanted to get the best available defensive guy so that's fine it is what it is um, again like I said this is a building situation too so they're building towards something they don't have to get it right this year Kyle, just show improvement just show improvement. You show flashes last year. Just show improvement this year. I know y'all heard my voice a lot during this draft, but I like the draft. I know the mic does it because it's just there weights and everything, as he told you at the beginning of the show. But I, don't know, I like draft. I like the draft. Um, it is what it is, as you've heard me say plenty of times. But we appreciate y'all listening. Um, I hope you're able to stand the sound of my voice. Uh, for a little bit of time we just decided to do the NFC this week we will do the AFC at the beginning or when on the next episode so uh, we hope you like we hope you like it um, hit us up as the mic always says 816-654-6883 is the number text call whatever so Mike just close this out. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be safe, be easy, and remember, Pat Me the Screen.
Deuces.